This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes? Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. Coming to you live from the Ziggurat at Omaha in caverns deep below the metro area. It's THN. It's cover to cover. It's Saturday, November 26th. We're all still coming off our Thanksgiving feast, so uh, you'll excuse us if we're a little sweatier than normal. But here we are. I'm your head number one. My name's Matt Bone. Ghost number two, the internet's Joe Patrick. That's a visual joke for the people that are watching. Uh, here's how it works. Saturday mornings at 10.30 Central, Matt and I go live on our Discord to rap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and to discuss the question of the week live with our listeners. It's a live show. Joe Patrick is correct. We need you to talk with us live. You can do that by jumping into our Zoom, but you can only do that if you join our Discord first. And there... We've got it all spelled out how to do it. Super easy. Do you think we have too many rules? No. It seems like a lot of rules. No, we do this to protect everybody. Remember what happened when we didn't have enough rules? Remember that? You want to go back to that, Joe Patrick? <laughs> I'm just saying. If you, you can't know, be here live, you can feel free to join if, us. If, if no rules just right works for Outback Steakhouse, it can work for us. I would argue it doesn't work there either. If you can't be here live, feel free to leave <laughs> us a message at the THN hotline, 402-819-4894. Or you can send an MP3 to twittednerd at gmail.com. Before we open the phone lines, we got lots to catch up on, guys. We've been gone for a couple weeks. We're going full spoilers on Black Panther. Yeah, Matt Bomb had right? like the Black Plague last week or something. Oh, I just, it was science garbage. Andor's over. Oh. We got to talk about that. DC's got a new golden age. I still have no idea what happened hey, hey, there. Hey, whose job is it to break down the news? Not <laughs> I, yours. I was trying something new. I was riffing. Then I was going to let you no, take the, you don't uh, riff. the question of the you week. Don't, you don't take the food out of my mouth. I, do I got all a family to feed. All right, Joe Patrick, what else are we talking about today? Thanks. Hey, here's a list of the nerd news, movies, and TV shows we may discuss this week. Uh, you can check the comments in the Discord chat for more. It's also posted all over the place. Uh, as Matt said, we are definitely going to need to unpack our feelings about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, the finale of Star Wars and or uh, DC's new Golden Age twisted Matt's brain into a pretzel from which he may never recover. Uh, I'm specifically calling on the aid of Brian Domingos if he's going to be here uh, to, to help talk us through that. But it doesn't look like he is. We'll see what he's happens. Here. He's here. He's in there. Oh, is he in the Zoom? Great. He's here. We got him. Great, great, great. Uh, DC also revealed the dawn of the dcu timeline or at least part of it uh as well as a slew of new titles for a bunch of peeps including a new doom patrol title that looks pretty great yeah Superboy, uh, which doesn't look that great and uh <laughs> well it was from that round robin contest and yeah. all of those were mediocre so yeah we'll and i thought those were all just like straight to digital whatever or yeah exactly right it, it just like <laughs> i was not excited about that yeah. but um, the big news out of that is that Mark Wade and Dan Mora are going to be double timing. I don't know. They're going to be doing double duty on world's finest and a brand new Shazam title. Oh, neat. That's with fun. Billy Batson in the title role. Green Lantern's getting his own book. There's a lot. You can look it up. Uh, and then finally, Amazon ordered a ton of new Sony Marvel shows because they don't know when to quit. Well, I mean, that's not Amazon's fault. Sony doesn't know when to quit. <laughs> well, I know, but like Sony should have just been like, look, man, 
Talk to Marvel. We're going to give them our stuff. Yeah, I still think there was like, a, for a minute there, there was talk where like, Marvel's going to buy us. It's going to happen, guys. It's going to happen. Yeah, and Marvel's yeah. like, you know All what? Right. I think we're just going to let you wither on the vine and die. And then we'll just come yeah. pick the plant and go, this is ours. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. uh, first up out of that little little deal is a silk live action show. All so most of these for. will be from the Spider-Verse because they're, you know, yeah. They got that one really successful thing that so they want to hear from. Sure we want to hear from Silk fans today. Is what we're saying. If all the Silk yeah, fans could call I mean, in, look, I'd be let's happy talk not Silk. Talking, I'd be happy not talking about it at all. But if you want to talk about it, that's great. <laughs> if Fine, anybody can talk a, about Silk, I would be impressed. <laughs> I mean, I can talk to you about Silk. I know Silk's whole I mean, deal. I, yeah, I guess I do too. But like, I'm not excited. Is what I'm saying. No, no, like, I'm not oh, excited. Yes! Like, she's a fine. She's a fine character. But it's like when you don't have Spider Man, what are you going to do? I guess right. we do Silk. Okay. Yeah. And finally, the question of the week, which comes from Beezer12 via Discord. Via Discord, Beezer12, I can't find your account anymore. Did you delete your? Um, did your? Maybe did they changed you their name. Your membership. Maybe they changed their name. Did you change your name? Were you embarrassed that I called you out for homaging a Key and Peele sketch? No, There's nothing wrong no. with that. It was a compliment. It's great. The question is this: What's something you're okay with being hypocritical about when it comes to comics? For example, I absolutely hate variant covers and exclusive covers that are on every single comic book on the stands, but I still got to get those A, B, and retailer incentive covers for TMNT. They're hot. There's some There's some books that do it right. Like, I don't want you to But he gets them all is, is the thing. Variant covers? Three of those. If you want to collect them, that's fine. That's on you. You know? Good for you. And if you like the so, art, yeah. good on you. I have no problem with uh, it. It sucks uh, for retailers, but there's a good way to do it. It does, it does suck for retailers. But look, uh, yeah, it, it's it's. We don't need to talk about it. No. We don't need to. Talk, uh, we'll we can do a whole separate podcast about variants yeah. if you want. Let's get JD. I got to catch in here. He was waiting patiently. He was watching RoboCop with me before we came in. So we do a little cartoon theater warm up where I just like stream something from YouTube and uh, turn this one on. And JD was like, "Yes, cops!" And like, "No, bro, we're not <laughs> oh, watching cops. cops. We're watching oh, man, RoboCop, the animated series. We got to do co- mean, we got to do cops next. We'll week. do cops. I thought I, like, I, I thought yeah. that in, in honor of the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, you would have been watching GoBots. I hadn't Go thought. Of, yeah, that's a good. One. I hadn't thought of that. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. No spoilers. We'll talk. We'll yeah, talk. Not, it's, a, it's a Christmas special. There's nothing really to spoil. Yeah, there really isn't much to spoil. You know. Thanks. Thanks for having me in early because uh, I am behind. I have not seen Black Panther. I've not seen the holiday special. I'm just, I don't know. I'm in my own little holiday family world. It's weird. That's all right. That's all right. Some I of us just hate our I families. So, I mean. So, I, I have gotten some spoilers from Black Panther. And so, part of that I want to talk about. Okay. What I want to talk about today primarily is I want to talk about the X-Men and the MCU. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I have, I guess it's a pitch. <laughs> okay. You heard, we have no you power, heard, but give it to us. You heard Joe I know, and I's I know, discussion I that we Not had about stew, this. But right? I, uh, look, I've just, got Kevin Feige on speed dial. He's my close go. person. Awesome. For, he's my mom's cousin. Let's <laughs> well, as do a writer, it. as a writer, it's just a fun exercise. I just sure. love doing this stuff. So, um, and it, so I understand that the particular challenges we have at this point are so we've been theorizing how can we have mutants that have been here for quote unquote ever, but didn't pitch in with Thanos haven't appeared. No one knows about them. All of that. Right. I haven't eaten right. any weird flowers, you know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and, and I know that we've got Namor who's been around since the 15, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, so here's the thing. Here's my idea is for 
all this time that we've had Namor and, you know, wherever Kamala's from, we've got, at least throughout the history of the MCU, back to around the 60s or 70s, you've got Charles Xavier, Eric Magnus, okay. and Moira McTaggart, who've been studying mutants on Muir Island. I can dig it. Up to this point, it. they've only ever been able to, they've never been able to find any more than 198 mutants. Sure. Yeah. Oh God. The 198. You're doing the Pull 198? Back. Is that what it's you're just, doing? It's just a little Easter egg. It's just a little Easter egg. Don't get worked up. And so I'm going to drop it in the chat. We just, so kind of, can see. we just kind of cut to all of these events that keep happening. You know, everything from world war two with captain America and they see captain America come out and all that. And the, the response is always, there's too few of us. We can't risk exposure. There's too few of us. We can't right, risk yeah, exposure. Yeah, yeah. And then after like, cause especially Magneto, he'd be like, yeah, yeah. we got to get out there. We're going to, we got to get out there and yeah. fight. Oh, and I have my and my casting, my dream casting for this is John Carlo Esposito as Xavier, Mads okay. Mikkelsen as Magneto. Okay. Oh man, okay, those are both and Amelia very Clark good as villain Taggart. I don't know, man. You, Giancarlo, John Giancarlo, Carlo, Juan Carlo, Giancarlo, Giancarlo. Uh, John he's he's very sinister, uh, but he can't be a bad guy in everything. Kids are gonna throw stuff no. at his head when he walks around in New York. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like you can't just constantly be like, "I'm this next movie. That, I'm a monster that eats kid. children." And in the next movie, his, I'm a guy that shoots that, puppies. <laughs> he does that to his own kids, though. Like I saw, yeah. I saw a thing that they fil- they filmed like a Breaking Bad like <laughs> reunion thing during the pandemic, where it was right. just their, those guys on Zoom. And they were talking about their kids and he was like ta- talking about how he was trying to get his kids to do things. And he's like, I, I'm Gus Fring. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was very funny. I mean, um, he was a good guy on the get down and stuff like oh, that. He, I mean, yeah. he's, he's done good stuff. Yeah. yeah the get down was yeah. really good. He's great. But okay. So I like the cast. Right, he so would be good. I agree. He I just, would be, you know what? He would be very good. Like as the, like, if you would agree to go bald. Yeah. Uh, because look, I don't care about race changes. I don't care about age no, no. changes. I don't care about any of that. Yeah, like, you don't give me a big Xavier involved. with yeah. a head full of hair. Yeah. yeah, unless it's young Xavier from X first class. But it, like, he would be really good, like in the wheelchair with one, like the people's eyebrow. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. The one, yeah. the one eyebrow up. Like he, he would be great. But I agree. So, so uh, all right. Long story short. So I just, I just love the idea of like them having Cerebro working and having the one ninety eight up, and then. At the time of Tony's snap, at the end of Endgame, yeah, just watching Cerebro light up, yeah, 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 and like then, the X gene, and then we launch up. into that. Now, I have a couple of hot takes on what I don't want to see in the X Men in the MCU, okay, and one of which is I think people are probably going to call cry foul quite a bit, but um, I don't want to see Jean Grey at all, really, like. I don't want her as why a character in why? the MCU <sighs> because I think if you put her on the table, it is way too tempting for the writers to want to go dark Phoenix. Again. I don't want to see the dark Phoenix. And I don't want to see the dark I'll Phoenix ever again, ever and again, honestly, as long as I live to be perfectly honest. If you're going to put, a, I, I a don't telepath, disagree with that. If you're going to put a telepath on the team, even one that you have to have play against Scott, Emma is a much more interesting character. Okay. Now I think, you can do Gene without and fight that urge to the Dark Phoenix BS. I really do. 
I, I don't think you have to do it at all. I think you can do a lot like what Marvel has done with a lot of these characters. We go, yeah, Jean's here. She's different. We twisted her. That's not a thing that happened. I hope so. There you go. I mean, you know, I mean, you, could, you, you don't could, have to do you it. You can even make an amalgam of Gene and Emma. Right. Sure. I mean, that's like, look, Sony <sighs> and Fox. Sony and Fox are the ones that were guilty of, oh, yeah, you, the Silver Surfer's in this movie. You know why? Because we got to do Galactus, but Galactus is going right. to be a bunch of space bugs. You know? You mean Annihilus? <laughs> no, no, he no, was a cloud. Galactus. He was a, he was a cloud <laughs> in, the, in, the, in, the, in the movie. Right. And all they had to do was say he, he was, this is Annihilus. He was space bugs in the Ultimate Universe. Oh, that's right. That's bugs. right. That's right. Yeah, I think Sony and Fox are way more guilty of that. I think Marvel's yeah. going to – they've waited. They've already shown us. Like we know they have the X-Men and they didn't mm -hmm. go, all right, next month, X-Men movie. They're like, no. Right, right. Yeah, they're, they're biting their time. We're but sitting on it. I just, think, I, I just think the idea of – I think you can play – and I think honestly you can actually play with the Krakoa idea a little bit but not make it a living island, not make it this, you know, paradise – you know, nation that everyone is aware of, right? But at least have the mutants on an island refuge rather than a mansion in upstate New York. Sure, oh, and maybe New York could, you, I mean, Muir LA could be like Muir Island, also. Yeah, sort of yeah. Or maybe Krakoa is no, just no, a no, kid. Like, that the only is difference Muir is Island. that Muir Island is part of Scotland, and maybe Krakoa is a mutant yeah. that's just connected to the island. It's like someone is or here. You don't you know? just, <laughs> or you just don't mention anything about Krakoa being alive no, or a mutant. I want gold balls. Be an island. Pooping out eggs. I want hope. I want hope bringing people back from the <laughs> dead. Up. You do not. I want thousands of Mr. Sinisters. <laughs> like, let's just go right into it. Let's well, tear I the band off. I think you should definitely have thousands of Mr. Sinisters, but that's just because he likes to clone things. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah, well, I do say that that's the other thing I don't want is I don't want I don't want Magneto to be the villain. No. Well, I don't think I we want, need to worry about that uh, either. I want Sinister to be the villain. Yeah, I think Magneto is like always more interesting when he is an opposing point of view. He does bad right. things and, sometimes, and I, and but he's I not like, necessarily and, a bad guy. He's doing it for reasons to think no, He is a bad guy, Matt. Like he, uh, well, when he was a villain, he was a bad guy. He well, when he was a villain, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't just like, well, he makes a lot of great points. Well, sure, he makes a lot of great points, but <laughs> Mussolini made the trains run on time. But, right. but I'm just saying, he's grown since then. I just don't think we've had a good. I think Sinister is like the one area that we haven't mined in live action that I think is ripe. Yeah. For and it, Sinister you know? is Especially like, a, he's messing Essex. around with genetics. He's a mutant. Yeah. He wants yeah, to mess the with the whole genetics stuff. thing. I think, yeah, I, I think and, it, it fits. And I think it'd be great if, if he showed up as Nathaniel Essex on Muir Island first. Like what if he was working with geneticist? Yeah. Like what yeah. if he was if on he was the team, right? He like he was working with them and yeah. he's, and it turns out he was secretly like doing yeah. doing his own thing, right? And, and the he's the guy that unleashes everything. Maybe Krakoa can be his refuge. Oh, there we go. One of one of the <laughs> rest between Magneto and Xavier <laughs> could be that like one of them always suspected him, and the other one accepted him fully. You yeah. know, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't, real, I didn't realize that. that that was such an extreme idea, Matt. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just saying we're writing a script here now. No, I'm saying I'm saying like like Krakoa. If Krakoa is this like secret unknowable place right it can be like like right now sinister has that right he has that like little pocket yeah dimension oh, that yeah, he retreats yeah. to right yeah that, that no space or whatever like moira had and like what it like he that could be krakoa could be that for him where it's like <laughs> he's got this secret like sinister's latveria 
Yeah, I do think Sinister his own. I do think Sinister is, is a where great he's place. Conducting to do his own weird mutant experiments. There, oh, there could be a bunch of mutants there that like he's kidnapped and been yeah. torturing and experimenting Absolutely. on. Absolutely, and that explains why we don't have like like, like there are so few. Part of the reason, anyway. But well, I, I love this idea, JD. I love this idea. Yeah, and I thought the inciting, and I really thought that the inciting incident for them forming the X Men should be the should be the mutant massacre of the Morlocks. Ooh, yeah, that could be something. Yeah, that could be something cool where like they get exposed because of something terrible that happens to them. And then the yeah, world's like, OK, like that. not only are there mutants around, but like uh, there's something really bad just happened to them. And half the earth is like, good, they're freaks. The other yeah. half is like, I don't know. I mean, like, are they? <laughs> you know, and now we've got right, a world that one, hates and fears them, too. One <laughs> of the other explanations of them not getting involved in all the superhero shenanigans is the fact that I think the majority of the 198 should be like Morlocks should be. Yeah. In hiding. Like the harmless mutants, like Glob Herman and, you know, and, and Cypher and, Bird you know, people with non, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his, name's just Bird, his name's just Beak. Oh, just yeah, Beak, Beak, sorry. You know, sorry. You know, I was thinking of Bird like Brain. Thinking of Bird Brain. I was thinking of Bird Brain, Brain. Yeah. the alien that came and hung out with the New Mutants for a while. Yeah, he was like an Annie. An Annie. What is he? Was he's he one an of the Annie Man man or an Annie Man? No. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like mutants, like skin, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah right. Weirdos, yeah, yeah. the freaks, the, the the ones that look weird and also don't have immediately like superhero combat ability. Yeah, like you have to think real hard to apply them to any sort of useful right. scenario. <laughs> I, like I loved it when it's like. This is a quick aside of about Generation X. Uh, skin, skin, the character, skin, his mm-hmm. whole deal. He had six extra feet of skin. Now that's yeah. a, that's important because they kept saying it. Yeah, six yeah. feet. And yet, the things they showed him doing, right. you would have oh, thought yeah. he was Mister Friggin' Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he could have swung through the streets of New York like Spider Man. Well, with that stuff. you're not going to put Chris Bacalo in a box like that. He's That's like, true. Right, I got a, <laughs> I got a stretchy guy. Like, Watch this. How is skin wrapping his whole body around a fully grown man three or four times sure. like that? That's not. He was six skin. feet. That's not a lot. Uh, quick correction. There was a lot. Bird brain was an animate. Not an an anime. Yes. yes. Sorry. There we go. There's a lot of things in Gen X that if you really can't think too hard about. It's true. I, I like, like the uh, fact that it, like the fact that M for the first half of her continuity was you know two twins stacked on top of each other in a psychic trench coat. Yeah, 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 yeah. penance. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I pictured it like a horse costume, you know, a sharp metal, somebody's in front, somebody's the butt, yeah. and they can like break apart for hilarity and run around and then come so, back together. Um, our, our buddy wait, 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 John, no, not the sharp metal. I'm talking about M. Actual M. Monet Saint Croix in Generation oh, oh, X was that's right. Monet, it was Monet was the real Monet that was penance. Yes. The real Monet, yeah. Was yeah. So John Tverdik, our buddy, occasional guest uh, host John Tverdik, says, "I just want the X Men's intro to be a non multiverse event because I'm sick of it." And I, as yeah, much I as I thought that it was going to be multiversal, um, I I don't I think it of, needs. I kind of, I'm kind of leaning that way as well. Yeah, it doesn't. I really think the snap. I really think that the 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 snapping is too. But see, now we've got simple of a solution. But we've got it's right there. Yes, but we've got this Deadpool movie coming out, and now they're saying Hugh Jackman's going to be in it as Wolverine. Yeah. So 
I, I don't just want know, that to be I a don't know how to reconcile flag. those two ideas. It might not even. I don't know. I, I just want it to be a, a red herring. It might, yeah. a complete red herring. I do too. I think they could easily just make this is a funny movie. We're having fun what with if it. Deadpool? What We're, if Deadpool is just not part of the MCU? That's what I'm saying. They they're just going to poke fun at the MCU and be like, we can do that if we want to. There you go. Hell, done. Make that make that Cerebro scene where the snap where we get the snapping and then the 198 explodes into million, millions make that yeah. the end credit sequence of Deadpool 3 sure after sure. they close all the doors and they get everything all all the toys put back in the box yeah well and, and already, right already like Deadpool 2 we got a colossus and a juggernaut that were nothing like the right. versions we had previously yeah. seen so yeah. it was already like Deadpool that was not really awesome part of the Fox yeah. universe I, either. I don't see Deadpool. I mean, yes, Wolverine's going to be in it. I get it. I don't see Deadpool bringing all that Sony X-Men baggage into mm-hmm. the Marvel Universe. It, uh, I, that, it's going to be funny Fox, at yeah. best. It's going to be a funny yeah, thing. Yeah. And we're going to have a good time with it. And they're going to put a bow on it and go, done. Thanks. Damon Chan was next in line. I'm going to invite him in here. Damon, how are you, my brother? Hello, everyone. Good, buddy. Yeah, uh, I was. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Damon. Sorry. Real quick, Brian Domingos in the chat says Deadpool three is away from Marvel to put out a new X Men movie without actually doing a proper MCU X Men movie, and I think that's absolutely a good point. Absolutely, it's, yeah. a, it's a way for it's a way to scratch that itch mm-hmm. before they actually have a plan in place or or a, a final product in place. For yeah, the just, proper MCU introduction. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a writing coattails type of thing, but you can't even blame him in that regard considering how successful the franchise was anyway. So, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I still haven't seen Black Panther yet. Um, my wife and I are still planning to see it maybe next week. Um, but uh, I did see the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special and holy crap. It was fun. Was that fun? Yeah. <laughs> it was crap. super fun. And uh, so a buddy of mine was like, I thought it was fine, but I thought it was kind of stupid. It was like, dude, uh, holiday dude. specials are supposed to be stupid. <laughs> like, yeah. Like what, what is it? Know? Your first day on the planet? Yeah. Earth? Like on. this is what you do on a Christmas special. Everyone is absolutely insane and obsessed with Christmas for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now we have to save Christmas for somebody who's a little sad about how insane they are for Christmas, you know? (laughs) And they did it. They just did it. The the beginning song, which was the most amazing song I've ever heard for a Christmas special. Like, yeah. I heard about the Santa Claus. The old, the old 97s, a yeah. real band. The old 97s. Uh, yeah. And Bacon I gets up, up and too. plays, too. Now, here's the thing. Kevin Bacon has a band with his brother. Yes. He does. Yeah, the Bacon yeah. Brothers. Yeah, and they're super talented. And I'm wondering, like, why the Bacon Bros didn't get to make... I, I like the old 97s, so don't get me wrong. But, like, yeah. you had well, Kevin Bacon. It wasn't, it wasn't about Kevin Bacon's bacon brother Bros. saving Christmas. <laughs> I mean, come I mean on. he did pretty... I mean, he did pretty well, and uh, he had his little number at the end there. But I yeah. thought he sounded good. I think Kevin Bacon is a talented musician. Um, yeah. I think their band sucks, but yeah. He's well, I mean, like, look, I don't listen to their music, but <laughs> clearly he's capable. Um, uh, my first thought when that intro played with the song, I was like, those dudes are so excited to be in the MCU oh, that yeah. they sat through 10 hours worth of makeup yeah. for two minutes worth of screen. So they can be <laughs> unrecognizable other than the singer's voice. Yeah. Yeah, I, thought that was, I was like, God bless them. You guys did it. I can't <laughs> no, imagine how much time they spent in the makeup chair. So much time. Yeah. Oh, and, and they, I knew the perfect character. I love Peter's like in the end. Like, you just, you just picked up those instruments, like it's just like yeah, you yeah. only just yeah, on it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> No, it was super. I cute. loved. And I loved that Mantis was 
kind of the lead character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she was like, Mantis gave me more reasons to like her in this 45 minute special than she did in two entire previous movies, which is good because yeah. when they do the celestial Madonna thing in guardians of the galaxy three, they will not, she's going to play a major uh, part. No. And I would have loved if she yep. bumped into the swordsman in this one. And he was like, well, not when she eats Kate Bishop's <laughs> shitty stepdad in space. I'm sorry. The ghost of Kate Bishop's shitty stepdad yes. in space. The ghost of an Kate alien. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna get some plant people going on. Then, yeah, we won't be surprised. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, there I mean there were some really cool stuff. One of my other favorite moments is that somehow we now have GoBots in the MCU. <laughs> that, look, guys, I'm sorry. If you haven't seen it yet, you better hold your ears because GoBots killed his cousin. That's right. <laughs> made me laugh harder than anything I think the MCU has ever done. So and I'm Holy wondering, crap. there's gotta be something where it's like because you can't just say stuff, like you can say batman i get it whatever you know yeah right cool. because it's out there and they're not gonna sue you you work for dc now but like GoBots, somebody owns the rights to this and they've got to be I out mean, there the, somewhere the GoBots like, are probably owned by disney at this point maybe they probably are i don't are, know, I don't know. yeah wait wait a minute though actually if i um this is just me spitball only because i remember so when idw did the transformers comics right i distinctly remember they actually who was that well yeah has when idw came together and they did have GoBots. I don't know. Their rights are like merged with somebody. I don't know who. Yeah, IDW. Uh, Tom Scioli did a GoBots miniseries, uh, like in his in his crazy style. Yeah, it was great. And, okay, so, uh, so yeah, they did have the rights to the GoBots uh, in comp for comics. So yeah. Hasbro yeah, licensed the rights from Takara or from like Tonka, sir. Back in yeah, the eighties, and then they were like, "We're out of here. Forget it." Done. And so now it's just like, I think you can just write someone and be like, here's $15. Can I use the GoBots for something? Yeah, and I they mean, go, yeah. It was one GoBot and it was a guy in costume. Like, that's why you can get away with like, it, it might skirt up to the line where you can get away with like acknowledging the existence of right. a licensed property like True. Batman. Like they say the name Batman. Like when they were in Hollywood and all the people were there in costume, like if the guy, if the guy that's famous for dressing as Superman was there, like they probably, uh, I don't, I'm not sure. They probably didn't want to take that chance. Yeah, they probably that, get like, like there, yeah. There's a line. There must yeah. be a line somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think mentioning it is one thing. Although I will say that line of the Bruce Wade thing when he came out, I'm like, oh my god. Like I don't remember if James Gunn was actually part of the DCU, DECEU proper at that point, but I'm like. It's kind of a flex in a weird type of way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, they, something they, was like, in the this, uh, this special's been in the works for a while. It has been, and, but yeah, something's knows, like, been in the works for a while with James, James Gunn. Gunn has too. also been, t- and like the Suicide Squad came out what two years ago. Right. So like, yep. and they didn't call he's, James he's Gunn like two weeks before sure. they announced it. Like James, we got a crazy idea. Do you yeah. want to be in charge? <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, hold on. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but is it okay if I say the word Batman yeah. in my thing? I'm going to say Batman <laughs> twice in this thing. Is that cool? Like, thank you. God, you guys are so cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I thought the whole thing was delightful. I thought Kevin Bacon was great. Yeah. The initial chase scene Drax was. And Ma- Drax and Mantis, like, chasing him through the Hollywood Hills. Holy and like shit. just like messing up cops left and right was like yeah glorious. It was great. Yeah, it was totally there great. Was some great stuff. Yeah, and then the uh, track the funny. Yeah, the funny little uh, elf guy. He's like, I want that. The little elf man and the king. Yeah. Uh, they like they 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 shoot Drax and it tickles, which I thought yeah, was, well, I mean, it was very funny. Yeah, um, but uh, oh, I you know what? I think that this was probably also the first time we actually saw Drax uh, utilize like he flipped the car. Yeah. 
That's We've real. never seen Drax utilize super strength like that in the MCU. I don't think. I mean, we've seen I him mean, be strong, need- but it's in space yeah. and like. Well, sure, he's strong, but like he, we never see him like lifting up no. a, two tons worth of stuff. Like he's exactly. he's just fighting and stuff, right? Yeah, he, like, uh, he but like he lifts a car, he like flips a car over clean. Yeah. For, for those and they're of like you, doing uh, little Hulk jumps over the <laughs> over yeah. the uh, fences and stuff. for those of you keeping score, the GoBots do have a fandom page on the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're they're real quick, those guys. Oh yeah, they don't uh, mess and around. yet they haven't and yet they haven't updated the Tony Stark page to include anything from the Cantwell run because I just had to look something up yesterday. Yeah, what can you do? Well, that's the yeah, that's please. different. That's Marvel fandom. The MCU yeah. fandom, they're crazy. So. Oh, you're right. MCU yeah. fandom, they're they're yeah. rabid. We actually yeah. got Cosmo yeah. who did the, he spoke and did things for some reason in my head. Maybe it's because of the name. Cosmo has always been a boy dog, but not, I think Cosmo might be a girl. He's a girl. I think you Cosmo just voice? has a robot voice. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, I, I think Cosmo is still a uh, a male dog in this version, but I do know the voice. It's the voice of the woman who played Borat's daughter. In oh, really? Borat. Yep, I found that out. Okay, nice. Okay, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, but, all right. Yeah, because. Because they actually, uh, I remember when they, they said she had a mystery role, and of course this turned out to be the mystery role. So, so that was kind of cool. Fair enough. That's pretty great. Fair enough. That's great. I like Cosmo. Cosmo is one of my favorites. I'm happy. Yeah, to me too. Me there. too. Um, and then what else? Was, oh yeah, I was uh, going to comment on JD's um, uh, like kind of uh, fan pitch to the X Men, which I really love. I just want to make one comment of Giancarlo Esposito because that guy, like everyone knows, is the perfect villain. And it just randomly, I was watching um, Cyberpunk Edge Runner. And there's this manipulative uh, kind of guy who's like the, he's not really a big, well, he was kind of like working with the main character, just not spoiling too much. Um, and he turned out to be a big problem later, but he's a mastermind. And then like, that voice sounds super familiar. And then I looked it up, I'm like, oh crap, of course, it is Jake Carl Esposito. This is the Netflix anime villain. that you're talking about, Cyberpunk? Yes. It's good. Yes. Yeah, it it's really true. good. I dig it. And like, it's yeah. not what I thought it was going to be at all. So it's, no. it's good though. But yeah, G- Giancarlo gets around, man. That guy's cashing checks. Like he, oh, yeah. like, he was just in, uh, what was the last video game he was in? He was a bad guy. Uh, it was a Far Cry game. Far Cry. And like yeah. did the commercial and he was like, uh, can you beat me? I'm super evil. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, good for you. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I think, I, uh, I think it's great when, if it's done well like this, where they're playing a role, like, I mean, I know that it's no fun. Uh, it's no fun talking about him now, but in, um, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, where oh, it's like future tech. It's the only Call yep. of Duty I ever cared about because you had like laser guns and jetpacks and yeah, grappling yeah, hooks and, and shit. Drones and yeah, robots. Yeah, um, <laughs> Kevin Spacey played the president. Oh, really? <laughs> like like legit, it was like actually Kevin Spacey. Huh. Okay. And then at yeah. the end of the game, you throw you like you throw Kevin Spacey off of a building. I mean, in retrospect, of this now. Yeah. Um, but uh, like, I just saw a commercial. Josh Duhamel, the former Mister Fergie, the former Mister Fergalicious, is uh, the lead in some PS5 game that's coming out, some survival horror in space thing. I'm just glad he's working. Like, so like, whenever there's like a real celebrity like playing a role in a video game, I'm like. That's kind of fun. That's hot now, though. That is hot, especially like you can mine these actors who aren't necessarily going to make it, you know, like they're not going to get pulled away to make a major, you know, film anytime soon. Yeah. They might have a few TV roles, but like you come in and it's just voice work. It's like animated voice work. You come in, well, probably hammer. It's like the guy that played uh, Toby on the West Wing is Odin in the new God of War game. Yeah, it's, like it's correct. insane. It's like that's Richard Schiff. That's, yeah, that's Toby. Yeah, that's Toby from the West Wing. Cash that check. I bet it pays crazy good. Too. It does. I bet it does. <laughs> too. No, 
Yeah, no, it does. I remember there was some controversy actually from voice actor. I remember there was this whole bayonetta thing I heard about how much she earned and all that stuff. That's the whole. Um, well, she also uh, the voice actor for bayonetta <laughs> um, has been like shit talking the game franchise, but in like a in a crazy like. In she a crazy way, oh. yeah, I like to say the least. That's yeah, like something, thing. something's not right with her. Um, yeah. I didn't but, know there was bayonetta. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, there's, uh, there's four of them. The fourth one, they're making the fourth one right now. Shazam! Brian Domingos, get in here. I I need to talk about the JSA. <laughs> You are in luck. I just read it last night. So let's, uh, let's get into it. Okay. So first of all, your feelings, you've heard our feelings on it already. Your feelings. You know, I, I actually have it cause I'm about, I don't know. Okay. Episodes behind, so, so we were, but Joe and I both basically came down and like, look, the JSA is back. That's a good thing. Do we have to do all this extra watchman bullshit with it? Is there any reason? Also, what's I mean, happening? The answer is no. But they're doing it. <laughs> also, what the hell is I mean, happening? <laughs> well, I mean, the Watchmen thing was like, because I saw, you know, of course, the, you know, the hordes bitching and complaining about it. I think it's a one panel and one page. So, uh, no, it, 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 there's a big thing that a, they lean into. There's a big thing that they lean into. Well, I mean, but yes, they're, they're. I mean the mime it, and the it's really, there, there's not a there's not a there's not a ton of it in the actual one shot, but they are setting it up as for for being a major part of the big time the new golden age. Yeah, I mean yeah, um, like we we yeah. will time will tell, right? Like we'll we'll see what they if if they do and and sort of answer of the week kind of thing. Like endless tie-ins drive me crazy because it's like right five nine, especially now where it's like. Five ninety nine for an, yeah, you know an axe tie in, right? You know, like what the, what yeah, right. what do we need that you know like that? It's five. We just are okay with like six dollar comics now, um, for no reason, and that stuff drives me nuts. Someone had an idea that was like a six issue story arc, and now it's twenty eight parts, right? And right. the quality is going to be bad, right? So and and so tying it back, that's the thing. Like we'll see what this turns into. If this turns into a twenty eight part story, I don't know that we need that. If there's something interesting they want to do, like. All right. I don't know. I mean, the best part of Doomsday Clock was the JSA coming back. So, yeah. And tying everything. So, I'm like, I kind of wish it. they would just do the JSA. Just do it. I don't need this. I don't need the. the I mean, they're, do, they're doing it. No, but I mean, like, yeah, it, it's coming out. Just do the JSA. I don't need the the one shot that sets it up, the Stargirl story that also sets part of it up, and these yeah, three they, one shots. And then, like, you got to read all that. But, and then well, JSA number yeah, one. It's, it's, part, it's part of the whole, like, post New 52, post rebirth, infinite crisis, you know, frontier. They're they're start they're starting from they're not starting from scratch but they're they got to set up a status quo because who the I, hell knows like I JSA has not existed for I, I twelve mean, years right you know like the, the, said it said it in something I just read in a, in a blurb or an ad for it it's the first JSA ongoing series in more than a decade it's true and the JSA has been completely absent from the comic stands outside of the pages of. Uh, James Robinson's Earth 2. Yeah. And I don't even remember that they were called the Justice Society. Well, they could just go the Black Adam movie route and just like go, oh, <laughs> hey, JSA is here and we work with Amanda Waller and I'm the, like billionaire Hawkman with my spaceship and stuff. And I mean, if you JSA, don't think Hawkman's rich, you're, <laughs> like, of course Hawkman's rich. No. The guy's lived a thousand, a bi- I'm not saying years. Hawkman's rich. This Hawkman makes Batman look poor. Okay. <laughs> like, he, uh, look, uh, this, Hawkman, look, this will be my last statement about Hawkman's financial status. 
Hogman has had uh, who knows how many lifetimes to like hoard money. Of course he's wealthy. I don't think he's of course. I, not, not also, but but regardless. who knows? Does he, I mean? I mean, obviously they didn't spend a second laying anything out because they no. don't. I mean, really need to. But right. the like, who knows what kind of like nth metal patents he has? Sure, you know, like there, yeah. there could. I mean, those which is those, fine. The, I'm just all I'm saying is I'm not. I'm trying to get in a whole discussion. I didn't. I watched Blackout. Yeah. It's fine at best. But my point being, it's like I feel like they introduced the JSA. With no problems, they just went. JSA's here, go! And I went, okay, right, yeah, but, <laughs> all right. But that's, but, <laughs> you know? but this is the, you know, they're fixing all the like. They made a huge Well, it worked out for DC, but for the comic reading purposes, they tossed all of that stuff out in 2011, right? right? Like, so right. now they they have to take the time to do it the right way. I so totally having, agree. I don't you can't just have them show one, up with no explanation. I, 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 I don't disagree. Do we have to go full Alan Moore impersonation? That's my question. This isn't the JSA. The, the JSA didn't come from the flashpoint reality. This is another the, one of my problems the, the, with it. I don't need the flashpoint. Line, the, and the, the, I don't flashpoint need beyond, <laughs> the flashpoint beyond miniseries. If you can get beyond your hangups with it being, partially about flashpoint yeah is actually more about the time masters and our batman and the flashpoint batman figuring out that there's something broken going on with what they are calling hypertime it's not the same like i like it when they say hypertime but it's not (laughs) it's not the same but but like there's something going on with the multiverse. Like it's not just about flashpoint. There is a, there is a flashpoint story uh, where, where like Batman, Thomas Wayne finds out that his reality has been restored and right. he has a chance. No, to I get save all it. this. I get all this. And that mini series wasn't even bad. What I'm saying is I don't need this peanut butter getting in my chocolate. There's okay, a better way that I think your, you it's can It's not in your GSA. chocolate. It's a coincidence that the two stories briefly they, intersected. That those Michael uh, Michael Jannon, Batman, and the Time Master pages could have appeared anywhere. Yes, right. You they know, could like, have and, appeared in any. And book. So it's not. It's not. They're not. It has nothing. It. It's. They it, and it's another way of like it's a it's a pretty clever. Like I thought that miniseries was, was excellent. The art is. Terrific. I did too. The art is very good. And, the art is very good. And they they took the best the like the only parts of Flashpoint that worked right and did them to the ground like they did it they fixed it they did what they need to do and it's and, like and and for better on the like, shelf done great right for better or for better or for worse dc brought back the flashpoint batman and this was years ago right in uh as a result of uh what rebirth i guess right it was in the, in the, kicked off the, the, the button. button and all that mm-hmm. that yeah. was in that was in 2017 for better or for worse, the Flashpoint Batman Batman was back and he was a, a regular presence in the DC books totally up agree. until this point. And this was their way of like putting him, like Brian said, putting him back on the shelf, shoving him into the snow globe, right? If you <laughs> right. read the book. Right. And now we don't have to deal with him anymore. Like they don't ever have to mention him again. They will. Yeah, it's not it's not leaking in. They sealed it. Like it's done. And they now, sealed I hope so. Yeah. I hope and so. I hope it is. I just there's and, a lot. And, if, if, and I wish you'd just bring my JSA back. And I don't need this other stuff. That I mean, I, don't I care will about. I will agree. Like there was a lot of like the, the time jumps like Jeff Johns got yeah. very cute with the constant time jumping. Yes. So, so much think, so that Newsarama thought it would be prudent to put out an article that said 
here is a chronological list of the events of the new golden age. Yeah. Punch. And nothing, yeah, it nothing cheapens a character for me. I mean, and I know I said this on the show, but nothing cheapens a character for me more than like, there's 10 hundred million versions of them. Like, okay, great. Kill them all. I, I don't well, care. Yeah, but over a thousand all, plus years. What are you talking? Like, what do you want? I mean, but it's the JSA is all about legacy, right? So, like, that's the whole it. point. Like, you you get into the future with those like weird J- Justice Society Legionnaires, yeah, and like the fact that there's a it was what the Green Lantern, the Atom, and Fate, yeah, yeah, Green Lantern and Fate, obviously. Like those are like elemental things that are not going away. Sure, right. So the fact that they are still, I mean. You know, we've got the stupid gold lantern and all that crap that Bendis did. But oh, like- I, here's my hot take on this, Brian. And I want to know if you noticed it as well. This Dr. Fate from the Golden Age one shot, the new Golden Age one shot. Right. Supposedly from the Legion of Superheroes era. Well, we know it is because they say so. Yeah, they mentioned mm-hmm. this is not the same Dr. Fate. That Dr. Fate was an alien, had multiple arms. Yeah, right? that's, that's, extra that's not arms. the Bendis one at all. No, this yeah. doctor, this doctor fate was human, two arms. Oh, the yeah, Bendis tr- one had. So, okay, so I don't gotcha. think that. I think that DC, without saying it quite yet. Oh, and also, oh, they've already rebooted. Yeah, they, they did. Already, uh, they yeah. did. Um, the thing that I've loved ever since Fifty Two is when Jeff Johns finds a whiteboard. A character finds a whiteboard <laughs> full of weird clues. Yeah. And there and Batman finds a whiteboard. Catches everything out. And it says, uh, instead of saying the Legion of Three Worlds, which was a thing in, in Final Crisis, it says the Legion of Four Worlds. Oh boy. Yeah. And so I think that DC has already said without saying it that the Bendis Legion does not matter. Great. <laughs> Who even remembers what happened? Right. Not me. If that, yeah. if that hadn't been Ryan Shook drawing it, would anyone have even read it? No. Are they right. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. Well, they would have read the first yeah, I mean, issue because they went, "Yay, this will be fun." And they went, mm, "Done there." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, it was some. some I mean, God, it was like, it was like old school paid by the word. Yeah. It was just so much. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was just word salad. But, I think Matt is letting his personal feelings about cl- a Flashpoint cloud his. Judgment. I am. And I'll the, be the first to admit, and, and my personal and feelings about Watchmen. Actually, confused about the new Golden Age and at all. my it's act, a, my personal feelings about Watchmen too. I don't want either of those things yeah, to have anything to do with my I, JSA. I don't care. I, it, it's almost like seeing the names on the wall next to them, being like, "Oh, why are they included?" It's like they're they're there, but it's not a major part. Like it's for me, it's going to be a major part. <laughs> I don't know that. I mean, so we'll here's see. a. Here's a thought. We can spoil this, right? We can spoil this. It's been out for a couple yes. weeks. Okay. Yeah, Dr. Matter. Manhattan is the one that is killing all the Dr. Fates. No, it's Perdegaton. I told yeah, you that already. Like, yeah. That's I think Perdegaton's being used, but we saw Dr. a guy. No, he's, we, see, we see a forehead. We don't know what that is. It's going to be, be no, a little bit. Ba- it could be, they could have been talking about the baby. Mm. It could have been see, anything. There's the little, yeah. I mean, there's the boy, John from the, the end of doomsday clock. There's, there's the little, Kid. We He's do see a, there. There was a panel of Rorschach, and so like like Matt. I, I I will give it to Matt. Like the, because this happened in Flashpoint Beyond. We know that there's a character named Nostalgia who is obsessed with Ozymandias, and she's running around doing stuff, and and she's got you know Boobast is the weird lion cat thing. Yeah, and so yes, it's part of it. The mime and marionette from Doomsday Clock are going to be a thing, but I. I'm wondering if they will reveal that the mime and marionette are actually from the main DC earth, not the Watchmen earth. 
but I know that's my own head thing. I we'll don't know find if, that's, yeah. if if there's a way, like the way that, and I know you guys got to go. The way that they weaved in those gold, you know, quote unquote golden age characters, where some of them, and like I just, I loved how they did that. I thought some that was were, cool. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Like I, I love the, I love the, I love the secret. I love the secret, the lost sidekicks, and like the golden age Aquaman and all those missing characters. Yes. I think that's so great. That's oh, the Red Lantern. I'm like, get on board. I am. Oh, ready. the like, Russian like, Red Lantern. It, so cool, like yeah. that, and that's like that's the thing where they Jeff Johns is the guy to do it. Yes, my faith in Jeff Johns. I he knows what he's doing. He's written more JSA stories that that have been good than anyone else that's yeah. ever lived. I want it to like, be good too. Frank Cirillo, jump on in here. Hey, buddy. Frank, I hear you, buddy. Comicsology oh, is right. almost unusable. Oh, yeah. I can't, man. I don't know what the hell's going on with they it. They are I encouraging us all to steal our like, comics. I, That's what they're doing. It should like, never I, be easier to steal comics than to pay for them. It should never I, be easier. I was, we were very slow to get DC stuff for review that week. Mm. And so I went out and I spent the $4 to get Wildcats to read Wildcast number one. Oh, that's why you because were so mad. You paid for it. I didn't even think it came out. <laughs> oh, well, yes. I, I mean, I was in a, I was mad about it because it took. You didn't mention Apple. It took me 45 minutes and multiple platforms. Yeah. Like I, like I was on, I was on the Kindle app. I was on the Comixology website. I was on amazon.com. Like I. It's infuriating. Just to, just it to, is. It, it is. and I tell you, giving them your money has never been easier. Yeah. Right. No, that's oh, yeah. super easy. But, but then it's like then well, finding the things that you <laughs> bought and reading them? Right. Right. It's like if you went it, to the restaurant so- and you sat down and you ordered and they went, "Well, we need you to pay up front." You went, "Great." And you went, "Okay, where's the food? You need to go to two yeah. other restaurants and- to get it." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, Why? Exactly. <laughs> you know, and- like, I got I have an I have an Audible account. Audible couldn't be easier to use. Audible yeah, so company. Easy. Yes. Same company. They know so how to do even, this. So they, they, but even so, they they changed the Audible. Like when Amazon went through its big old change. Yeah. Like you now, you still have to. You have to go to Amazon to buy your books. No, you I can't can buy it buy, directly no, through my app. Can you buy yep. them directly from the app? Yeah, I buy it. Yeah. Directly okay, through I, the app. something something had, it. Uh, there was something. Yeah. Comicsology is completely underdeveloped, and they'll throw money at it whenever it they feel like throwing money. At but it, it. but it worked. It, the thing was, it worked before yeah. Amazon like integrated it. Was, it yeah, it, it did worked. Work. I was able to go to the comic. It was so easy. Yeah, it was easy. You go in. I want this, 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 this. Yeah. Put it in my cart. Boom, buy it. I and that's it. I'm done. Now it's and, like, um, where the heck are all my comic books? Right. Yeah. Where are, and, you know where is every like the app works okay, but I can't buy anything through the app. Right. You know, I can't, I can't go, I can, I can find all my books. They're in my library, but I can't find them online. Why haven't they fixed it? They, Amazon has owned comiXology for like five years. I'll tell you exactly why, because it's not worth throwing the money at to develop everything out right now. It's making a sliver of the money that Audible makes. So they go, we'll fix it later. Like put it on the yeah. back burner. Who cares? What Joe Patrick and some nerd is going to scream about it on the internet? Like, <laughs> who cares? Let's all do it. Yeah. But I want to talk about Andor because I yes. mainlined. I mainlined it on Friday after work. I'm sitting in my bedroom folding laundry with my iPad up and just watching. I watched. I must have watched eight episodes of Andor in a row 
folding. Yeah. I had a lot of laundry to fold. So, um, Apparently. Oh, geez. my God. I had to fold laundry, laundry for seven hours. No, I would argue, and I, I've been saying this, I know, I, I'm, and I keep repeating myself, Andor, not just a great Star Wars show. It is Holy legit good Moses. television, Whoa. period. It, yeah. it was amazing. But Andor, Andor is definitely like the best Star Wars thing. Hands down. Since oh, hands down. One, it, it really, which was the down. best Star Wars thing since the And it's the not trilogy. just because they finally did what we, what some of us have been screaming for, which is like, turn the camera away from the Skywalker saga, please. Yeah, exactly, right. You know, it's not just yeah. because of that. It's just a fantastic mm. show. Well, the performances it, are it excellent. Was, the writing is oh. excellent. And the soundtrack, Everything. they did, okay, so Listen, I will say the Mandalorian yeah, played with no. the soundtrack when they brought in the spaghetti western type stuff. It worked. I was okay right. with it. Right. But it's definitely different. Different. Like, I go, oh, I don't know how Star Wars that is. Boba Fett got into some straight EDM that made me want to puke. Now, this one, <laughs> they are doing some really weird electronica stuff, but I also never mm-hmm. felt like I was ripped out of a Star Wars feeling because of it. I thought the soundtrack was incredible. No, it was, yeah, it was, the soundtrack was fantastic. God, it was good. What, a couple of yeah. a couple of the scenes that I really that really stick with me that jail that jailbreak scene. Oh my god! Oh yeah. man, as Andy Circus uh, is just yes, Mike just like and he builds and builds and builds. Man, he's fantastic. The, yeah, the, yeah, is the end of the, the the end of the prior episode where mm. you know Andy Circus has spent at that point mm-hmm. what two or three two or three episodes shitting yeah. all over Andor because right. he's like, what are you going to, you can't change anything. You can't escape, blah, blah, blah. Just deal with it. Don't rock the boat. Well, he believed they were and getting out. At the end, <laughs> right. And then at the yeah. end, when they find out that they're not getting released, they're just getting moved and then being worked until they die. And that face. last line where he, where, he at, where he asks like how many guards and he's like, never more than 12. Yeah. And the credits, I was like, yes! Man. And the, so the prison break amazing. was a, just an incredible yeah. scene. Andy, like his speech, his speech during that prison break, like, I, like I'm throwing my mm-hmm. fist in the air. And then oh, yeah. that final, that final episode, uh, when the, the guy goes out and starts pounding the anvil when there's not supposed to be any yeah. anvil yeah. sounds <laughs> and everybody that's there in the empire is like, what the f- just yeah, what's right, going right. on did you guys catch when when the when andor's mom is in the hologram and she's like we have to fight the empire she says we have to fight the empire the guy holding her brick smacks the guy right in the face in front of him oh yeah smashes like, him. oh my god that was great that yeah, was great yeah. the the whole like funeral parade and it's like i the one thing I was confused about was like, why was the Empire surprised that they were having a funeral parade? Didn't they know they were having a funeral parade? I don't like, think they were surprised but, they were having a funeral. I think it was the size of it, but it became maybe. very much like this looks like it's more than a funeral parade to me. Right? Yeah. Right. Like this looks uh, like there's a like, riot got, that's about when to they happen. got there, and then the riot police. Uh, yeah. When the when the riot police showed up, and then B two emo led the the charge. Yeah. And I was just like. <laughs> This is yeah. this is the it greatest. So I got super thing upset. That has ever happened. It's like you cannot yeah. if you like the, the rules in the movies where you can't kill the dog. Like if you kill B two emo, I'm out. I'm just done. Don't you dare! When that guy <laughs> kicked <laughs> him over, threw the blanket over him and kicked him over, I was like, that yeah. guy dies. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, kill that guy right now. Oh man, that was so. It was it was just incredible. There was the one seat. There was one part of it that I was just like, it just floored me. Was when it was about not one part. It was you know you're watching. The, the, just the hatefulness of the empire, the yeah. hatefulness of the people in the empire and how, how disgusting they are and how they were just so willing to follow orders. And you're just like, this is why people hated them. This is why. Oh, totally. You, yeah. 
get you, it right. You, I, I mean, mean, they're a fascist regime, but they they're, also they're right. balanced it with the. Other, I can't think of the other character's name who wanted to join so bad because it's like, oh yeah, he, so, in his oh, mind, so like cereal. This <laughs> yeah. is perfect. The, the this ser- is the cereal eater, right? This is the yeah. order yeah. I've been looking for. <laughs> this makes me feel like I have a job in the universe. I'm not just like another somebody. Like I could join the empire and I can do something. Like they balanced yeah. both sides of it really well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I yeah. love people it. are like. Uh, the people are out there making jokes and I don't, maybe this will end up being true. And I, I kind of don't really need it to be true, but whatever. He, like he was clearly obsessed with blonde bureaucrat. Right. A, I forget her name. And uh, when she's like, she's just like, leave me alone freak, you know, and, and doing her own <laughs> investigation. And then yeah. when he shows up to save her and it's like these guys, like if the camera had stayed on them for another, like five seconds, they would have been making out. Oh, yeah. and so. so people are, people are saying that like, they get together and they end up being General Hux's parents. Oh God! Come on, from, uh, from, the, Force, from the Force Awakens. So, like thirty-five years from now, they're General they're General Hux is their kid. Oh no, adorable! Um, like so, like shitty, they're, like their shitty ginger bureaucrat is like. I guess, yeah, that makes sense. Sure. Something I read. I read an article on uh, Polygon.com. Uh, who's a really great site for more than just video game stuff. It's a lot of pop culture stuff. If you guys have never been there, it was kind of an opinion piece about how Andor and also like Rogue One, these Star Wars TV shows or these things that are not about the Skywalkers mm-hmm. present a completely different aspect of the empire or a, a different face of the empire where mm. Uh, they are literally like a fascist bureaucracy. Yeah. And, and yeah, you know, oh, military yeah. force. They always um, were. And I think the, in the, the movies, though, they are led by a cackling pair of supervillains. Right. Can you square those two sides? That is a, and the prequels didn't help much either. They made it look like, like oh, yeah, the emperor kind of started the whole empire, didn't he? And, well, but, and, but he was a bureaucrat, right? And like he was yeah. a chancellor. And like, and all of a sudden he becomes a robe wearing wizard. Yeah. And, and now that's as much as I love, you know, obviously, I love Darth Vader and the emperor and I do the too. original stuff. But like, I much preferred this interpretation. Of the empire as yes. like an actual evil empire. Right. That, I mean, that's where Star oh, yeah. Wars started was like Lucas loved World War II movies. So the empire, yeah, they're just <laughs> Nazis. Look yeah. at them. They're yeah, a right. bunch of human first oh, yeah. Nazis. Like, there you go. <laughs> I mean, look at the look, look at the uniforms. The uniforms are right. It's right of, there. No question. They're stormtroopers. And like all the yeah. Nazis in the old like six, 50s and 60s movies, they all have British accents. <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Prim and proper British jerks. Speaking of which, Jimbo. I'm not British. I'm not British. <laughs> you're neither you're neither British nor prim nor proper. Okay. This is true. This is true. Okay, so no Black Panther. We gotta talk about Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah, we can um, talk Black Panther. Let's so, get into it. Okay, so overall I really enjoyed it. My my gripe is with anything not Black Panther related, like all, all the side character crap, because the movies long 240 like 240 it is long like you gotta cut it's long yeah you can cut 20 minutes and make that maybe one of the better mcu films in my opinion i do anything with namor was great i think you could cut was great all the american stuff really didn't do much we we really didn't need it here here you go all the white people stuff yeah i don't care about yeah It didn't need to be there. And it really didn't push anything forward i mean i was fine i was fine i guess but i was fine with everett ross making an appearance because he was an important part of the first movie. Sure. 
but yeah, I didn't like, like con like him being a rolling subplot in the movie. That's it was it maybe a little off. too much. Yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, I mean, it was more about it was more about furthering the MCU machine, I think, than anything. And it else. definitely felt well, yeah. that. And every Marvel movie's guilty to it to some extent. And I thought yeah. they handled it well, but at the same time, if none of that was there, I and you, you literally miss it, and yeah. you just do it in a credit cookie. Throw yeah. it a credit cookie in the end where the countess shows up and be like, ha ha ha. And we all go, oh shit. You know, like, there you go. Done. Fine. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I, uh, she's a Contessa, Matt, not a countess. No, oh, whatever. Contessa. Contessa, you're right. Yeah. Cause like, like <laughs> the, the, the way the story deals with grief through the characters is so well done. Excellent. I was, was, I was so impressed. Excellent. Just excellent. And the way that Namor yeah. looked, God, <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> I like flew around with his dumb little wings on his feet and I loved it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the way the way he he flitted around like a hummingbird almost. Yeah, it was great. And yeah. uh I thought that uh the whole the Talokan yeah. Atlant- Atlantis, you know, culture, I thought that was so great. Yeah. And the fact that he's like fifteen hundred years old is pretty crazy. It's awesome. Cause like we, we not fifteen hundred he's he's from he was born in the 1500s. Right. But the fact we both talked about the most yeah. boring part of Atlantis is Atlantis. Atlantis is boring. It's stupid. Atlantis is boring. I don't Very care. Boring. Like, I like the idea that maybe millions of years ago there was an Atlantis and it's sunken in the sea and magic shit. Cool. Tell me a story back then. I don't need to know yeah, it's it was still a, around. A civilization full of magic and technology. Right. Cool. Right. That's awesome. But I don't need to know it's still around and they're blue and they're swimming and, uh, you know, they hate us. And they're always jerks about it. And I get it. We're jerks to them. I'm fine with them showing you know? <laughs> up. I'm fine with them showing up. I don't need anything about Atlantic, no, don't care. Atlantis political drama. No. I don't, it's not interesting. To Do me. not care. But, but I thought this, I, I thought that all of the Talacan stuff was fascinating. Right. And you set it up as like, look, this is the story of Wakanda. And now we have another nation that we didn't even know about. That's also right. a player, just like Wakanda was before they became a player. Nobody knew. We knew there was this place, but and they have vibranium. Like, yes, the, the big re- the re- big reveal is that Wakanda is not the only place you can find vibranium. Right, and they're directly linked now. And and the and the Atlanteans are. I keep saying Atlantis just because that's the language I know. But they were willing to kill to protect. Well, it'll see that he was always ready. There's always like eventually there's going to be a giant war. He yeah, found so a reason. Wait, it would have been. It could have been anything. Yeah, yeah. Then ready to uh, kill everyone. So, yeah, it could yeah. have been anything. It, 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 it was a lot better than I thought it was being the way with dealing with the grief with all the different characters. Uh, yeah. Excellently done. But I just need, again, less white people. I don't need white, I don't need white people. In this movie. Yeah, a friend of mine said she was surprised that they didn't have any Avengers at the funeral. And I, I was thought, too. I was too. And oh. I said, yeah, well, but I said there's a difference between a public funeral and this cultural event. Like this was a uh, this was a, a people saying goodbye to their king. Sure. It wasn't like Princess Diana's funeral or the queen's funeral or whatever. We're not following the car. I mean, sure. To the graveyard. I still like to have seen Bucky there. I mean, Bucky went not through at, some. Not at that ceremony. He just, went through and, and some real shit. He was the, it, the white wolf and all that, it. you know? Just imagine it. Like Jim said, this was not a place for them. I'm not even saying at the ceremony. I mean, like, and the big thing maybe in the city where everybody's playing the drums and stuff like that, I wouldn't mind seeing like, oh, Bruce Banner's Mm. there. Oh, Bucky's there. You know, like not at the personal family, you know, because he was there. He fought with him. He he loved him. You know, they know each other. Yes. uh, You could have had them. Captain Tony are dead. So Bruce has to go, right? This, this movie was about how Wakanda survives. Yes. The death of T'Challa. Definitely. 
and saying, well, they survived de- the death of T'Challa because they're still all best friends with all these white guys with superpowers. Right. It's like, we don't need that in this movie. Yeah. And just because that you didn't see them at this particular funeral service where they, you know, launches casket up into the air with the tractor beam and right. all that doesn't mean that they didn't have a public memorial or an Avengers for memorial. sure. For sure. Like these yeah. events could have happened. Just use your imagination. Sure. I, I really, I really like when Shuri took it expecting not to see anything. And then she sees Michael B. Jordan. I thought that was, uh, yeah, I did that not. Was awesome. That was awesome. Didn't that, see I, that I coming. They kept that, so they kept that so really quiet too. Cause Great nobody except knew. They, nobody knew. Except they didn't because they announced Michael, when they announced that they were making a sequel, they confirmed that Michael B. Jordan was going to be in it. Oh, I didn't really? hear that. I, I don't years know. ago, like at the, uh, from the jump, uh-huh. but, they haven't mentioned it. Oh, but then like it, it's like you forgot. Right? And also like, Chadwick yeah, Boseman died and stuff, and we're changing and gears. We, so who knows? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. It, it, right. Because it, obviously we knew there was going to be a Black Panther too. Right. Right. But Chadwick Boseman was still alive at that time. Yeah. And so they were like, yeah, and Michael B. Jordan's going to be in it. And my first thought was, how's he going to be in it? He's dead. His character's dead. Right. I had forgotten. Like like you said, Matt. Chadwick Boseman died. They had to change gears. I just figured they been advertising the fact that he was going to be in the movie. Right. So when he showed up, it was so out of the blue. Yeah. And then I remembered, Oh, they said he was going to be in it. I right? just figured like, anything that they had said before was off the table and we had completely table, sure. changed gears. So now I, I have some thoughts uh, and I want to, since we're talking spoilers now, I have some thoughts about Shuri being the black Panther. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure. I like it. Okay. I don't and I know I know that there's a comic book precedent for it. There is. I get it. But I also think she's doing it differently. She is she is wearing the Black Panther suit. She's the Black Panther, but she's like we're all the Black Panther. Whereas T'Challa was the king and stuff. She doesn't I don't think she's going to be leading Wakanda. I I, yeah, I don't think so either. I don't so think she's going to be my, the queen. Such an end scene. Now that he has a son, like, are they going to bring him right. back to Wakanda? Like, and, are they going to train him in the secret? And like, here's kid, kid Black Panther. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't and, know. You know, they made a they made a point of showing that they were repopulating the heart shaped herb, or yep. you know, right. they were right. replenishing the heart shaped herb. Uh, that 3D printer can make anything. Apparently. Yeah, it printed impressed. a plant. <laughs> Living tissue. Yeah, wow. It printed a plant. I mean, I guess we're, I mean, we're kind of there, but they they have a special Wakandan kind. But I think that uh, the original movie did something that the comic did not at that time. And that was make Shuri a character completely independent of the Black Panther mythos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mythology like she was this reed richards type and and she was a super genius inventor yeah i think that she's better served in that role i don't know if she's got like the chutzpah she doesn't have the presence okay like black panther is a presence right i agree when black panther, when black panther ro- walks into the room you're like whoa sure but i also think she they're setting it up differently and I don't think yeah. she's going to try and be that same character. And I think right. they're smart enough. Coogler is definitely smart enough to know that's not going to work. And we're not well, going to do Now, when way. they showed her, when they showed that they were replenishing the heart-shaped herb, my thought was, oh, she's was only Black Panther for this movie. Maybe. And that the yeah. next time there's a Black Panther, it will be a different character. Yeah, because I mean, she says, I don't want to be the Black Panther. Yeah, I don't she, want yeah. to be in charge. Yeah, she was full Johnson, man. She doesn't want And she's also yeah. saying, like, this is all old thinking. I don't like kings. I don't like any of this crap. We need to be, yeah. like, a I, democracy. I did love know? Shuri's off doing whatever she's doing 
at the end of the movie and Umbaku is like, all right, she's yeah. got her job. My turn. I, I declare my intentions to challenge for the throne. And that was like, yes, make Umbaku the king. Yeah, please. Fine. I'm into it. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> you know. But I also think they're going to do something different. They're going to be like, we don't have a king anymore. We're done with this. Our king died. We are going to be a people now. They're doing that in the comics right now. Yeah. They're in the, oh. the idea that uh, Wakanda, something happened. I, like, I'm not all read up on the stuff. I can tell you what happened. So, but, but there was a, 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 a schism between T'Challa and the rest of the Wakandans, especially well, his family. What happened and was he's no longer the king. T'Challa had introducing democ- they're introducing democracy now. T'Challa had a whole legion of spies all over the world. That were right. like secret embedded spies everywhere. The war dogs. That he kept away. He didn't even tell Wakanda about it. And two of them end up doing something very, very bad. And it comes out. And all this comes yeah. out. And Wakanda literally has to divorce themselves from T'Challa because it's an international incident. And they're like, right, okay. it's bad news. He's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not our king anymore. And there's a very vocal part of Wakanda. It's like, we don't even want a king. We like him. He's a badass. We agree with what he does, but we need to modernize and be a democracy. In, in, this, in the first issue of the Wakanda miniseries that we reviewed, like they talk about how they are exploring, like they are introducing the democratic process. Yeah, they're getting rid of the monarchy and it's time to Wakanda. They're getting rid of the monarchy. And that's what Shuri, Shuri's saying that the whole time. So, and she's yeah. right. It's time to modernize. Yeah. Miss Branch, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mr. Jameson. Okay. It is voicemail time in the ziggurat. Let's get into it. Yo guys, Joe Reynolds reporting in. So last night I was thinking there's the discussion, you know, regarding Superman, Clark Kent, who's the true persona. And who's the costume? Is Clark Superman's disguise or Superman Clark's disguise? Who is this person's true self? And same with Batman. Is the Bruce Wayne role just a costume that Batman wears or is it the other way around? After reading some of the new Batman Mr. Freeze book, however, I think it's a little more complicated than that. I think there's a deeper persona that both Bruce Wayne and Batman are in place to serve. Both of these Roles, guises, disguises exist to facilitate and let grow who Bruce and Batman really want to be. That person <laughs> is Matches Malone. Oh, stop it. it. I knew it. Bruce grew up as this lonely boy in a creepy mansion up on a hill, totally disconnected from other kids, totally separated from friends and any community whatsoever. His money and background would have kept him apart whether his parents died or not. He wants to be a part of a group. He wants to have a normal life with normal friends, no endless oath, no expectations, no weight of the world on his shoulders. And Batman, he has this twisted relationship with the people of Gotham. He wants to protect them, he wants to keep them safe, but ultimately, he's trying to protect them from themselves. So same as Bruce, he can never be equal to them. He can never be one of them. Bruce is jealous of the everyday person's life, and Batman is resentful of it. These two personalities cancel each other out, which ultimately renders Batman and Bruce Wayne ineffectual. Their efforts after all these years have resulted in no real progress in the city, and that pressure is felt on both roles. Matches Malone is their little oasis, their compromise, their little slice of heaven where both can exist at the same time. Bruce wants to be with the people he loves, and Batman wants to keep an eye on the people he hates. Later. Okay. I will give him that the only time I think I've ever seen Bruce Wayne happy 
outside of when he was getting ready to marry Catwoman, which yeah. whatever. But the only time I've ever seen Bruce Wayne happy <laughs> is when he's impersonating Mattress Malone. He's smiling. He's walking. Hey, oh. He's pretending to be happy. He's acting. You know, he's, he's, but but Joe Reynolds surmises maybe he's not Joe. Maybe this is the I get only it. place he can be happy. Mattress Malone is his happy place. I would I would uh, much I mean, rather the it. Batman of Zer N R was the personality that was driving everything. So. <laughs> Uh, I love that. I love it. Deep thoughts about matches Malone. Thank you, Joe. That's uh, good. That's good. Uh, I, I, I do love the eternal question of like, which, which is the mask, you know, uh, which is the alter ego Batman or Bruce Wayne or Clark Kent or Superman. And the answer is the opposite with each character. You know, the traditional answer is Bruce Wayne is the mask and Batman is the real, he's the real Bruce Wayne. Right. You know? Yeah. And the Bruce Wayne we get in public is just fake. Whereas with Superman, Clark Kent, he like he is Clark Kent. He identifies as Clark Kent. He considers himself sure. a, a member of humanity, uh, raised in the Midwest with human parents. That wasn't always the case. Like in the Silver Age and uh, all the way up and all the way up into the mid eighties, I think it was flip flopped because we didn't have this dark Avenger of the Night as Batman. No, totally. No, Batman was like a fun Batman loving guy. Batman was much more well adjusted back then. He was swashbuckling. He would crack jokes, walking right. around and in like daylight. He, he, you had, know? <laughs> he had friends. Yeah. Like the, urban, the whole urban legend thing never happened. No. You know, so they changed it after, you know, Dark Knight Returns. And in the Superman comics at the time, Superman was like, I am Kal El. I yeah. am Kal El from the planet Krypton. I pretend to be this bumbling oaf, Clark Kent, to protect my loved ones. Uh, and so Clark Kent was very much the mask. And when Crisis on Infinite Earths happened and they rebooted, they flip-flopped it. And I think the characters are better for it. Oh, no, without a doubt. I you mean, want Clark, you want Superman to feel and act human. Yeah. You want him to be Clark Kent in a cape. And you want the 180 degree of that, which is Batman to feel and act inhuman. To disconnect. Yeah, yeah. like crazy. I mean, that's so they've just, uh, they've, They've just announced, uh, like there was, a, you know, a big storyline a couple of years ago. Brian Michael Bendis had Superman reveal his identity to the public, so he has not had a secret identity since then. And so his son, who is now grown, basically, also has never had a chance to live a normal life. Yeah. And so they just announced that with this big Superman kind of like creative flux that's happening around action comics 1050 that superman something big is going to happen uh no deals with the devil <laughs> but something big is good something big is going to happen and superman's identity will once again be secret and they will have to he will have to go back to being clark kent and nobody will know that he's superman huh or at least you know the public and i think that that's it's fun for a while, the whole Superman being public, but yeah. I love the idea like Clark Kent has to duck away and the Joshua or I think Philip Kennedy Johnson said this. It's like there's just something really magical about like that moment in comics where there's a crisis or they, they, Clark Kent sees something happening or Lois tells him that something's happening. And he has to duck out of sight. Yeah, tear his shirt tear open. His shirt open. Yeah, come on. Right, exactly. The glasses, the whole bit. It also limits and, the character. It, it limit. It puts yeah. limitations on the character that are important. It puts limitations. Because otherwise, he is just a god. He's a god that could just float above Earth at all times. You're like, I don't eat. I don't sleep. All I do is, oh, hold on. Somebody's messing up. Zap. Okay, what was I saying? You know? Yeah. <laughs> 
and but so I'm really looking, make him I'm have really a looking job. forward to that. Now he's got I, a, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's good. I think it's good. Like Daredevil obviously got outed for a while. And when they did it the Daredevil to Daredevil, it made his life a complete hell. It was just yeah, a it was nightmare. Bad. And then later on, it became a joke where Matt Murdock was walking around like, hey, Daredevil. And he's like, I swear that's not me. Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> you know? he, the, the, my, my favorite part of that was in the Mark Wade run where they, he was throwing that Christmas party and he walks in wearing a Christmas sweater that says, I'm not Daredevil. Yeah. And, it, and it's like... <laughs> But uh, yeah, but great question, Joe. Great observations. Uh, I personally, I love Matches Malone. I think it's, I love it whenever he shows up. Oh, okay. Uh, I This spins perfectly into my answer to the question of the week. Let's do it. Okay. And just to reset, the what is something you are okay with being hypocritical about in comics, right? I think some people took it literally as like when we were talking about variants, shit like that. Story-wise, I think Matches Malone is preposterous. I do not care about the persona. I think it is ridiculous that Bruce Wayne can show up and be like, hey, remember all those crimes I didn't commit? And people are like, you did that? And he's like, yeah, I made up, I made up this crime, made up this crime, and you can't check on it <laughs> or whatever. Like, it's just dumb. It's dumb. At the same time. It's not dumb and you're wrong. It's whatever. dumb. And at the same time, I love it when Wolverine puts on an eye patch. <laughs> Wears, wears a suit and walks around Madripoor and it's no, even more preposterous because he's not even trying he, it's, he's not even trying it's to way hide. more preposterous because i would buy that bruce wayne is totally capable of putting on a fake nose changing his voice and walk around and you would never know it was bruce wayne you would never right. know wolverine literally puts on an eye patch that's it <laughs> and a, a three-piece suit yeah, yeah. and Every time he's patched, the claws end up coming out. They always end up coming out. Like the one thing. And like nobody calls him Wolverine. They no. all call him Patch. No, they're like, no, even though they know he's Wolverine. They're like, that's Patch. He's one of the baddest, you know, gangsters in Mad Report. When does Wolverine have time to establish <laughs> to that reputation? A, yet to be a gang leader. Right. When is this happening? <laughs> is he even a gang leader? I'm not even sure what Patch's role he is. He was for a minute there. For a while, he was like an insider. Like when he first started, he was like an insider guy, the new stuff, and, and nobody, and he was mysterious. And that, like, okay, I can kind of see that. Sure. He trades government information and he knows some stuff. People are like, I don't know, but he's always right on, you know, like, and, uh, he's a man of mystery. Okay. But then later, they were like, Patch has taken over the triads and shit. You're like, what? <laughs> when? Get out of town. When? No, thank that, you. That's like uh, if Peyton Manning, right? Or, or, or Tom Brady, right? Who's like amazing football player, grew up playing football. Like that's his jam. And we found out, oh, did you also know that he has a very, very successful plumbing business? You know, like... <laughs> What? <laughs> when is he doing this? <laughs> you know? I mean, it's like whenever, a, like for me, it's whenever a popular actor is like, "Yeah, I have a successful tequila brand." No, no, I mean like, <laughs> I mean like Tom Brady shows up and fixes your toilet. Tom oh, Brady like comes literally, he's and literally, like literally comes and snakes yeah. your drain, and you're like, "Tom Brady, when did you have time to learn to do all this, Tom Brady?" And he's like, "Well, you know, I'm just I love playing. in the off season." <laughs> or even better, he shows up and it's obviously Tom Brady, but his suit says like Rick Schwartz, you know, <laughs> like right. plumber, right? <laughs> uh, aren't you Tom Brady? Like, nope, that's not me. You know, <laughs> it's it's preposterous. It doesn't make any sense. On both sides, I fully agree. It makes no sense for Bruce Wayne to have this time and these connections. It makes no sense for Wolverine to have this time and all these connections for Whatever, some dude. reason. 
I'm fine with Patch. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I don't get it. All right. Uh, I don't have a story one. I'm sure I could if I really thought about it. But for me, it was it was about collecting. Uh, so, I, I, you know, everybody knows I spent, Matt and I both spent many, many years, uh, you know, a, a decade and a half in my case, uh, running comic book stores in Omaha. And part of the job was fielding collections that came in the door, people like an endless stream of people calling to say, Hey, I've got these comics. I want to sell these comics. Will you buy my comics? Right. They're still in the, they're still in the plastics is what they'd say as though that, that as though that were the default state of comic books. So like they don't, they're not born in the plastic and oh, very few comics are come in the plastic. These collections would come in in the worst shape. Oh, like, of course. Yeah thrown randomly into a mo- a plastic moving tub with no, like it's this thing's not even square. It's tapered at the bottom, right? It's larger at the top. You can't make proper stacks in a tub. You can't do <laughs> no, it. No, no. <laughs> uh, but they're in, you know, milk crates or, you know, whatever bankers boxes, bankers boxes are fine, but they come in, in like the worst shape. And these people think they have, just they're sitting on pure gold it's all the people it's the people that missed the boat in the 90s when we like when we talked about on the death of superman show where they thought ah yes this is gonna put my kid through college well guess what you should have called me in 1992 it's 2005 and i don't want your cat piss cigarette smoke smelling yeah uh, fur covered garbage and yet (laughs) when it came to my personal collection I did not give two shits. You used to literally about, squeeze cats over your collection. As right. I, recall. <laughs> I would, I would okay. hold a cat Come over my comics and <laughs> express, <laughs> I would express their glands over my comics, just like the veterinarian. Yeah. I didn't care. I didn't care. I didn't take care of my comics at all. I didn't bag and board them. I barely boxed them. The only reason they were in boxes was because otherwise they would take over my apartment. That's because you're a child and, I just I, I cared more like about I cared more about the stories than about the ownership of them. I didn't care about the collecting aspect of them, and that's why I gave it up. Every comic book that I still own, I got rid of a ton, bagged and boarded, alphabetical order. I know exactly I don't care. where they're at. Important. I didn't care. <laughs> Mine weren't covered in dirt, and they didn't smell like smoke. You know, they I like they were clean and and fine in that regard, but. Otherwise, they were just flopping around in my in my closet. Gross. You know? <laughs> That's disgusting. And so I was like, I was totally fine treating my own collection like garbage, and then being critical of everybody that came in with a collection that they also treated like garbage. This has been dark secrets with Joe Patrick. It's the truth. Tune in next week to hear some. I more also didn't dark try to sell secrets. my comics because I knew better. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, I mean, whatever. You know, that's fine. All right, do we have a new question of the week? I've got one. It's from Brian Domingos. Okay. You may have heard him earlier on this show. Yes, you may have heard of him. Rebrands, he says. Okay. Remember when Thunderbolts changed from a team of reformed villains to a fight club? Do I? I enjoyed it more. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say, what is a franchise rebrand that you love or that you wish you could forget? Okay. I like it. So a comic book title or premise that completely changed character or a group or something like the thunderbolts becoming a fight club okay but we can extend it to characters as well like i mean if you've got one sure okay that's a good one 
We'll do it next week. I love it. It is a good one. And there are lots of great examples. Yeah, that's a fun one. We'll do that next week. Look, I'm just like I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you an example just as another for instance. It won't be mine because I've already expressed on the show how much I hate it many, many times. Is when the new warriors came back as a reality show. I hated that so much. Oh, yeah. And why would they do that to my characters? No, it was terrible. Why? It was terrible. Although, I mean, you know, they were never that cool. Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) All right. We're going to talk about new comics on this week's show. Tune in for that. And uh, we'll be back next week to discuss some rebrands and uh, nerd news with you cats. We don't have a show without you. Thank you to everybody that showed up. Please continue to leave us voicemails. Shoot us MP3s. We love hearing from you and interacting with you. But for now, we got to get out of here. My name's Matt Bomb. My name's Joe Patrick. And this is the Two-Headed Nerd. Signing